0: Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and A.J. Skifstad.
1: Oh my goodness, welcome back. Uh, I don't know what happened there on Friday. <laughs> it's late Sunday night. I'm recording this. So you might get hit with a Monday-Tuesday episode thing happening here. We'll see how it all shakes out. Anyway, hey, it's Board Games Daily. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Coming at you today, we've got a couple things, including some more thoughts on sailing towards Osiris from AJ. We've also got a topic of the week. We're talking about games that are ugly but play great so we'll be talking about that for this week you can get in on that conversation and uh we're gonna have kickstarter wiki week <laughs> wiki 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 we're gonna have kickstarter weekly coming at you so stay tuned for all of that don't forget a couple of things one if you want to be a part of the conversation you can call the hotline 216 216- 3523864 we'd love to have you call be a part of the show also uh if you want to get in on the contest for a copy of call to adventure there's a way you can do that how do you do that it's real simple you go to twitter you tag both theology of games and board games daily and you tell us the name of your character and your origin story that's right We want you to craft a hero for this contest. Use the hashtag call to adventure and you will be entered into the contest. That's all you got to do. So we've got some fun ones out there. It's been pretty fun so far. And uh, I look forward to seeing the fun or crazy or cool character that you contrive for this contest. So get those in. You've got a couple more weeks here until we pick a winner. And uh, looking forward to seeing that. Oh, let's see. I think that's all I've got. So thanks for tuning in. We've, we're going to get rolling here on today's episode. I'm Jeremiah Isley. Thanks for tuning into Board Games Daily. As always, we're powered by TheologyOfGames.com.
0: You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today.
1: Hey everyone, it's time for Board Games Daily. How's it going? Let's jump in. Wanted to let you know before we actually, before we jump in, I have to tell you, we are brought to you this week by a once again hit list from Ban Astronaut Games. Stay tuned for that preview. It's coming up hopefully by the end of this week over on theology of games you'll find some pictures and some thoughts and a little bit of how that game works again from ben astronaut games it's uh it's actually relaunching soon so i'm not sure i think it was like 20 bucks or 25 bucks but stay tuned for that because they're going to be relaunching it they're going to tweak their goals and things like that so get ready for that it's coming soon coming back soon and i'm i'm glad because it looked like they're probably going to fall short of their goal, so hopefully uh, they'll be able to adjust some things and make sure that it's successful, which is going to be great for uh, the folks at Ban Astronaut Games. Also, this week, Kickstarter Weekly is brought to you by Movie Empire from Stimulus Games, and that's going to be our first featured game. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it right now. It is, I'm going to read some copy here from Uh, theologyofgames.com movie empire is a worker placement and set collection game for one to four players. You're a junior producer working for Mr. Grumpy, a big time Hollywood producer. You'll have to wisely use your workers to help produce movies and release them at the right time in order to get cash and awards. And Mr. Grumpy will expect you to do his bidding too. And don't forget the parodies and puns that come with this type of game too. check it out. So it's, uh, it looks like it's $39. It's a, it's a European, it's from stimulus games and, uh, it's 39 bucks plus shipping to get a copy of this game. And that's like, it's, it's just a base pledge. There's not really much going on there in terms of like different levels and things like that. So it's a nice clean and tidy little, uh, campaign they've got running It closes on, uh, it looks like April 25th. I'm going to click some links here while I'm recording too. Uh, So it is doing pretty well. Oh yeah, gosh, it's already funded. So it is uh, 150% funded, which is great for them. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a pretty cool little game. Uh, Of course, uh, this kind of reminds me of like uh, the networks from uh, Formal Ferret Games just kind of has that feel of like running a movie studio or the networks. It was, you were running a network, a TV network. So this one looks like it's going to be fun. And again, it's not expensive to get in on it. If you want to get in on the Kickstarter, you can still do that again until April 25th. And so check that out from stimulus games. And thanks to them for sponsoring Kickstarter weekly this week and uh, good for them. They're, They're funded. It's on its way. So If you want in on it, get in on it. So also uh, closing in just a few days is Valley of the Kings Premium from Alderac Entertainment Group, our good friends at AEG. Uh, Valley of the Kings first came out in 2014. It was a deck builder about amassing the most valuable artifacts to take with you to the afterlife Um, it was followed by two expansions and now aeg is bringing us a deluxe version which includes all of the previous versions and a slew of new cards and pharaoh cards with special powers we love special powers here at board games daily (laughs) so if you can give me special powers in a game i'm all about it Um, they've also upgraded the cards they're now like the tarot size the larger size cards which is pretty cool. So you can get that again. It closes April 16th. So it's coming up pretty quick. If you're listening to the show late, you might have already missed it, but usually you can get in on like the the late pledge manager. Uh, They'll open that up. So hopefully, but uh, hopefully you'll be able to get in on that. And it looks like it's 50 bucks plus shipping for that. And yeah, they have well blown past their funding goals. They've hit $80,000 and they only needed 10 to make this thing happen. So lots of unlocked stuff going on. Uh, Lots of uh, just great, great content on this premium edition of Valley of the Kings. And that's gonna do it today for Kickstarter Weekly. Once again, wanna thank Hit List from Ban Astronaut Games and also Stimulus Games and their campaign, Movie Empire. Check those out, I've got links in the show notes.
2: Hey everybody, AJ here, gonna talk about a game that uh, Jeremiah and I got a chance to play a week or so ago. He mentioned it, I believe, last week. I'm going to talk about it today. It's called Sailing Towards Osiris. I just wanted to give my take and my impressions of it as I played it for the first time. It's this really cool game where uh, the pharaoh has died. He's sailing down the river towards Osiris, and you are architects in Egypt trying to build the best monument for uh, this pharaoh that's passed away because he's got no heirs to the throne. So whoever can provide him with the best monument as he sails towards Osiris to reach his final destination becomes the new pharaoh. So your goal is to create monuments as he's sailing along the river. So the game is played over four rounds, and I guess it would be more like a, um, a summer, fall, spring, winter, or winter, spring type of feel. You're playing across four seasons. And so by the time Pharaoh gets to Osiris, he's pretty nice and stinky, I would think, even even with the uh, mummification process. So you're playing across these four rounds, and in different sections of the river, there's gonna be different locations along the river where you're gonna be placing workers. Workers can pick up different resources, and those resources are going to be used to build monuments along the river. Some monuments are greater than others. There's obelisks, which are the lowest tier. There's sphinxes, which are the middle tier. And then there's these big uh, these big like palace monuments that, that are the highest tier. Each gets you a different amount of victory points from greatest to largest. And you get some bonuses when you complete all of that kind of monument that you have. So if you complete all your sphinxes or all your obelisks or, or mo- the big monuments, you get some bonus points too. That would probably be the main aspect of the game: is collecting resources and, and building monuments along the river. One of the rubs of the game is that you can only use the locations in the area that Pharaoh is currently at on the river. As he sails down the river, all the areas behind it are still open, but then the new area is open as well, which gives you more options, which is great. But every time that a monument is built at a location, that location can no longer have a monument built there. So you can still collect resources from that area, but you can no longer build monuments in that area because somebody else has already got there. So by the end of the game, it's almost impossible to build every monument that you have. You'll get pretty darn close, hopefully, but uh, it's gonna be pretty tough. There's a lot of other little moving parts in the game as well. Uh, different ways to get resources, different ways to buy workers back, and and to move other people's workers so that you can place your own or maybe to move somebody else's monument so that you can place your own. There's special bonus cards that everybody starts the game with that you get to play one time each. And once you use them, no matter what round you use them in, they're gone for good. Nobody else can play that same card during that round. So that's a pretty cool feature. There are what's called city cards that have two functions on them. One is just a gain resource function in the top right corner. That's pretty cool, uh, but there's also an effect on the bottom of the card that you can use instead of the gain resource function, which is going to be, again, to maybe move somebody else's monument or probably let you do something that the normal game rules don't let you do i really like this game it was so cool to see all the pieces coming out on the board at once and 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 more of these monuments showing up all the workers on the board look really nice it's very colorful and uh the resources are cool too they're in the shape of what they actually are so i always like that rather than just having cubes uh i really really like this game i thought it was fun daily magic has done some really good solid games And they have made a mark on the industry. And I think they just continue to do that. I like Sailing to to Osiris. It's a great uh, mid-weight worker placement game. And I would say you could probably introduce this to uh, entry-level gamers. And they might have some fun with it too. So I think it was an all-around really good game. And I would definitely play it again. Sailing towards Osiris. Check it out and check you later. Hey there, everybody. AJ here again. We were not able to do a uh, Topic of the Week on Wednesday. And I don't even know if anybody's going to jump in on the topic this week. But I'm just going to throw it out there anyways because I thought it would be fun. So many games have come out over the years. And we know that when hobby gaming was getting started in the late 90s and early 2000s, the gameplay was usually pretty darn good But components and the look of the game and the feel of the game, excuse me, the feel, look of the game and the aesthetics were not always the primary focus. Gameplay was the primary focus, which uh, today is sometimes can be the reverse, which stinks. Sometimes the aesthetics are important and the gameplay is just not that great. So what's the topic of the day? I want to talk about games that play awesome, but look ugly what is your favorite game that you have in your collection that you play it and you're like, man, this game is ugly, but I sure do love it. It's it's just such a good game. And a couple games come to mind for me. One of them is uh one of them is Castles of Burgundy. It's probably one of my all-time favorite Euro style games. Well, it's probably my all-time favorite Steffenfeld game. And, uh, it is just ugly, but that's not the one I want to talk about because they are redoing that game as they're doing with a lot of these games right now. And we should have a new release of Burgundy here in late 2019 and, uh, it'll probably be way more beautiful, but the game I think that is super duper ugly, but I love playing it because I think it's such a solid game is Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is one of those games where the components are still either like little chits or cubes. Um, And and, and the money is these, it's dull colors. It's like this dull orangish red around some of the money with this light yellow uh, color on it. Um, The boards, although they are bright and colorful, your little island boards where you're going to be having your plantations, those are bright uh, green and blue. Again, you've got the buildings that you're going to put on them that is this, like, pale lavender purple. And there's no pictures of the buildings, really. It's just the names of the buildings. And you have a place for your colonists there, which, again, are these little circular chits that you put on there. And, and yes, that is C-H-I-T-S, for those of you who are wondering. We keep it clean here on Board Games Daily. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so Puerto Rico. Ugly ugly game. The, the tokens for what role you're taking are as plain as can be. They're a tan with brown writing, I think. Uh, ugly as sin, but the game itself is fantastic. I absolutely love Puerto Rico. Uh, there was a anniversary edition or a special edition released of this game that like nobody can get their hands on. It looks a little bit better than the original, But it's not great either. So uh, hopefully they'll do Puerto Rico again someday. That is my ugly game that plays great. What's your ugly game that plays great? Let us know. That's it for now. Check you later.
3: Hey everyone, it's Firestone here with Board Games Daily. Coming to you with some thoughts on this topic of the week that AJ brought up. And that is, what game do you love that's pretty stinking ugly. And his answer of Castles of Burgundy is actually a really good one and one I hear a lot. I don't think it's particularly attractive, but I don't think it's ugly either. So I'm a little, yeah, I don't know about that one. One that came to mind and is probably my runner-up is Ethnos. This is from Simon, and most of the time their games just have this amazing and stunning artwork and this one has great artwork on the cards it's by john howe who does a lot of lord of the rings he's that's kind of what he's famous for is lord of the rings artwork and the artwork on these cards is really good but the board itself is amazingly boring it is just a boring piece of land with boring colors no life no vibrancy no nothing it's so terrible. But the gameplay is really fun and I like it a lot. That's my runner up. But my game is probably the first edition of Glory to Rome. It is so ugly. It came in this clear clamshell and it was very, totally cartoony art. Almost looked like art you'd find on a 60s or 70s kid show, like Bullwinkle or something like that, where it's kind of exaggerated, not realistic art. And so all of this art was ugly, but to top it off, the game had this garish, bright color palette. So you and, and it's a game where you're setting out a lot of cards and stacking them under each other and putting them out in piles and things like that. So it just exacerbated the problem where you just look down at your board and you're like, I need sunglasses to look at this stupid game. But the gameplay is really, really fun. And so when they announced that they were Cambridge Games announced that they were going to do a reprint of this with a totally new art scheme, I jumped on board, couldn't wait. And I love the new style. It's very minimalistic. And I have friends who hate the new style. I love it. It's very understated, very minimalistic, but in an artsy fartsy kind of way. But the old art was just fartsy, okay? It was terrible, and so Glory to Rome gets my vote for awesome game with the crappiest art. What are your thoughts? Let us know, call in, leave us a message. We want to hear from you. Great games with crappy art. Happy Friday, have an awesome weekend, bye.
1: Well, there it is. That's it for another week. (laughs) or Not another week, another day here at Board Games Daily. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Hey, don't forget, we've got that cage fight going on. You can still go over at Board Games Daily and vote for Coup or the Resistance. There's still a little bit of time left on that. And uh, we'd love to have your vote tallied for that battle that's happening there. Also, again, don't forget the contest tag. At Board Games Daily, at Theology of Games on Twitter. Create a character. Give us your character name and your origin story. Use the hashtag Call to Adventure, and you'll be entered in the contest to win a copy of Call to Adventure from Brotherwise Games. We just published a review of that. You can check that out. The link is in the show notes. So you can check it out there. And uh, it's a fun little game. It's really cool, sort of character creation mechanic for this game and it's uh it's pretty cool one so there it is and of course don't forget 216-352-3864 that is also in the show notes we'd love to have you call and be a part of the conversation uh oh yeah let us know your favorite ugly game as we get that conversation rolling we'd love to hear from you all right i'm gonna get out of here for my co-hosts aj skifstad and scott firestone i'm jeremiah isley telling you It's a really good idea to play Board Games Daily.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by Theologyofgames.com. Don't forget to head over to Theologyofgames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening and go put a game on the table.